Hello, and welcome to Along a River in the Wild, a podcast looking at community initiatives, education, and healthcare in rural North Central Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Rihanna Hippler. Throughout the series, we sit down with local change makers to discuss their work in the region in the hopes that we can better understand the complex challenges they face as well as the strengths of these small communities. In today's episode, we hear from Bob Raleigh and Sam Eisenhart from Downtown Lock Haven Incorporated. Bob is from the area and has lived in Lock Haven for over 30 years now, while Sam moved here for college, fell in love, and stayed. We recorded in their Main Street office on a busy Tuesday morning right after a meeting, so enjoy the background color of parting chit-chat, passing trucks, and emphatic table tapping. I think it adds to the experience. start out by telling me a little bit about yourself and how you are involved in the community, where you're from, that sort of thing. So my name is Bob Raleigh and um, I'm the publisher of the Express newspaper and then as of the beginning of the year the Weems Sports Sun Gazette which is in Lycoming County. Uh, Currently I'm the downtown uh, Lock Haven Incorporated Board of Directors President Um, and uh, at the beginning of the year I took took that on. It'll, It'll be like the third time I've done it since 2003 or so. So um, in terms of, of downtown Lock Haven Incorporated, you know, we're the Main Street program. Mm-hmm. We're, the, we're the merchants group, the Main Street program. You know, we, we muster the community volunteers and resources, the civic volunteers, and we bring, try to bring and work to bring private investment to downtown, vibrancy to downtown, um, you know, activities. Um, our, our, you know, to, to make it sort of uh, succinct, um, we work, we work to bring community and economic development to Lock Haven, and we have partners to do that. We, um, we have three primary funding sources. One is the um, city of Lock Haven, which provides us a direct allocation. The county provides us a direct allocation, and Lock Haven University provides us with a direct allocation. And as a result, we employ a full-time downtown manager. And we have this beautiful office space that we rent from this um, senior housing development. Okay. Called the Opera House, we're right on Main Street. We're right in the heart, really, of of Lock Haven, and we do all kinds of things. I mean, today we, you know, we charted a path forward for the Hometown Hero Banner Program. We're one of the leaders of that uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, um, where we've this year we'll have succeed, uh, exceeded about 21 to 2,200 banners since 2008 on our light poles throughout our streets and on our levee. Um, and that's a primary funding source also. We, we have about 80-plus business members that pay an annual fee. Um, and we have a new downtown manager, and her name's Samantha Eisenhart, and she's a Lock Haven University graduate. Um, and, you know, we just, we, just um, we work hard. We've, we've been through some tough times because, you know, things and people change. And um, you want we talk about, we talk about vibrancy and, and, and capacity in communities. <laughs> Um, we have 14 board members. Um, I feel like we're we're back on track here, um, and I feel really good about the new manager. Leadership, you know, leader. I mean, you know, that's right. That leadership is is uh, leadership is empowerment. So you empower people. Uh, you empower the banker, the university executive, the county commissioner, the arts council president, the tourism director, the uh, secretary at the law office, the realtor. 
and you come together and you, you work to put flower baskets on your meters, you bring a parade downtown, you have a festival, you hang veteran, banners of veterans, you have a ceremony, you partner with your JCs for your regatta, you partner with the city of Lock Haven for your summer concert series that's on a floating stage and at the park. You know, you, you do all these kinds of things to bring vibrancy. And, and, and as a result, you hope that people see that it's a great place, that people are active, and it brings private investment. Yeah. Really? I mean, I, I, you know, that's, I mean that in a really good way, private yeah. investment, development, and, and, and business and economy. And that's, that's really what we do, you know. That's what we try to do. Yeah. But we, we, are, we have to be self-sustaining. We have to raise our own funds to sustain ourselves. It's difficult. Yeah. It's a challenge. You've been here a month now, and yeah. um, I mean, you're working, you know, eight thirty to five, and you're never not busy. You're always busy. There's either phones ringing, someone's coming in, or you're working on a project, or you're communicating with the board. Yeah. And so I, I'm always worried about your pace. So I say to you, shut the door, go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's you know we're we're um, there's a lot going on. It's great work. It's great work. It's great to bring people together and to, to, to work on things that are bigger than all of us individually, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, yesterday I was talking to people involved in Revitalized Jersey Shore and went to the meeting there, and they're just starting out and trying to get some hope. And it sounds like a lot of the things that you guys are doing are aspirations for them but they're running into a lot of issues it sounds like as far as like the local government goes and the county goes um what what do you say is like really helpful within lock haven and within clinton county to allow you guys to carry out your work and your projects and how do you get people invested uh, cooperation, um, common vision, um, passion, caring is where everything starts. Pride, right? Yeah. That's where it starts. And so that's what we look for in the people that we engage. Do you care? Yeah. Uh, how much do you care? Uh, do you commit the time? Will you commit some money? Um, will you commit building relationships with other people and business, you know, business and residents and, 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 and political leadership? Political leadership is important. And that's a difficult thing to harness. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so, but the, we do it, we do it. And, um, you know, we do a pretty good job of it. Um, we have to prove to the city, to the county, to the university that we're worth their investment. Um, that's probably personally what I'm most proud of because I've been here since the beginning is that we, we started with a state grant and it was sizable, but what we did was we drew down the funds under a prescribed Main Street program back in the early 2000s. And the goal was that at the end of that last penny that we drew down, that we became a self-sustaining nonprofit, and we did it. And we've done it since then, 2008, partly because of these funding partners that we have, um, a big part of it, and then also the Hometown Hero Banner Program and other fundraising grants. We've worked with the USDA. Um, I find that uh, in, in my role as running the newspapers mm -hmm. is that the work I do here helps me it helps me do a better yeah. job of, at my profession, and, and it um, it's fulfilling. I mean, you know, this is this is you know, if you care, right? Yeah. So that's really what's important is we find people, and we had a good meeting today. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of engagement. 
Um, everybody, you know, we want to try to do stuff even though it's difficult because of the funding or the manpower. But, we, <laughs> you know, there were no no votes today. Yeah. That, see, that means something. It yeah. means that what, what, we're, what we're throwing at them, again, leadership. So leadership is empowerment. And, um, you know, we, we need to galvanize some, some more volunteers. Um, I look at her and communication, key, yeah. yeah. Making you sure know, everyone's on the same page about all ideas, making sure you, you know, um, are showing people that correctly so that when it comes time for you to do something, everyone's on the same page. We have a somewhat unique, I guess geographically unique situation here. You know, we have a paid downtown manager mm-hmm. with some internships to help us uh, with capacity, but we partner with the university, it was one of our, it's with a small business development center. A consultant yeah. works out of here two days a week. And then, so we combine collaboration, we can project help. We project help and vibrancy and, and try to, you know, that's huge. Um, and we've come to realize that just in the last year because we, we kind of hit a wall with our, our leadership waned. Okay. Um, and we almost left the space they stepped up and said no because it means a lot to their numbers uh, through the collaboration with us they get they have more contact with uh, potential entrepreneurs and businesses and and putting the other business plans consulting with them on how to open up a shop open up a business we're working on an incubator we're okay. doing a feasibility study um, it's you know we're going to take our time we're going to consider we're going to try to you know turn over all the stones we Lock Haven, and, and I can't, I guess in some ways there are co- correlations between, you know, Lock Haven, Jersey Shore, and, and Renova, but I'll just focus on Lock Haven. Yeah. You know, we're, for all intents and purposes, kind of, or I guess should, I should say from an image standpoint, uh, we're a bedroom community to both State College and, and Williamsport. Um, the larger population centers with a bigger demographic and more diverse demographic are, are 30 minutes to our east and our west. Yeah. We're connected by Route 220. Um, and so we don't get the attention. You know, it's harder. It's harder for us to attract private investment. We are a beautiful little small college town, you know, and Lock Haven, as Lock Haven University goes, so goes Lock Haven, you know, mm-hmm. so that's why our relationship with the, the university is strategic. It's important. One of the things that we're, we're going to work on moving forward is a better town gown. We need a better town gown. We need a stronger town gown. Uh, we need to make the university's mission to stem enrollment decline and grow it our mission because we, our future is theirs to a large extent, right? The university is a huge economic engine here. You know, they're going to bring a nursing program here. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we need to find ways to attract private investment downtown that then attracts the university to come downtown with some of their cl- classes and their programming. Um, and we're, that's, a, that's sort of a vision thing we have going on, you know, versus, you know, like a Jersey Shore, which is struggling somewhat because they've got a lot of good civic pride there. You probably saw they have a lot of pride. Um, and it's a beautiful place, but, you know, they, they have no levy system, so they're not protected. And they have flood insurance issues. And that, that, that's, that pounds development down. It keeps it from blossoming because yeah. you... You know, uh, I, I know some specific examples. I don't want to bring them up because, but they're they've got some big struggles there. Um, so, really, what we are and what you are as the paid manager with the board is we want to be a catalyst for improvement, for development, for.
excitement and pride, caring, passion. Mm -hmm. That's sort of it in a nutshell. And um, we do that by bringing different people and organizations uh, together to find ways to work together to improve the quality of life here in the different ways that we can, you know. Yeah. Um, how do you feel that First Quality and the hospitals influence Lock Haven as well? Because First Quality is huge and it seems to be growing even more and that's a major employer in the region and then with UPMC Susquehanna coming in and Geisinger having their little uh, kind of turf expansion too um, how do you see that shaping economic development as far as the people who live here also working more locally and therefore having a little more time to spend in their community well, um, I mean, First Quality is the largest private employer in the county, and they're one of the fastest-growing companies in Pennsylvania based on their job growth, and which is just it's continuing. They're opening up a new paper machine mill here. It'll be the third one. Um, right now, there are hundreds of contractors in human towns. Uh, our hotels have a high occupancy rate right now. What's that tell you? Our restaurants, our stores. Yeah. So in terms of their impact, it's phenomenal. It's wonderful. Um, so, I mean, I, I can't say enough about what they've done for us. Um, having said that, it's our job to do, a, to do a better job of attracting their employees to live here. Okay. And we've, we're up against some things, and I don't want to diss anybody or anything, but yeah. we've got a challenge with our school district. Our schools need to be better. Yeah. And um, if, our, if our schools had projected a, a better image and had a better record of student achievement and, and pride, mm -hmm. pride, which starts, we could be more easily attracting their workers here to stay here, to live here, to buy in a community that has pretty pretty good property values, pretty affordable property mm -hmm. values. We are seeing some success on that point. Um, you know, the UPMC Geisinger, um, you know, story is a good one. Uh, their competition is driving private investment and increasing mm -hmm. the city's tax base. The uh, UPMC's purchase of Lock Haven Hospital and vis-a-vis -vis then the Bald Eagle outlets outside of town, um, and then you know bringing their brand of healthcare here has skyrocketed the quality of our healthcare. And now Geisinger is going to build a brand new um, outpatient office and clinic and, and, and lab right behind the, the, the one of our primary hotels in town, mm -hmm. um, right next to the university. And that will drive development. That will drive. We believe that will drive private investment in the properties nearby. Um, you know, that's what happens, right? There's if, oh my gosh, there's the hospital. Yeah. Um, okay, there's a property for sale. Let's put a, you know, let's put something there. A restaurant, a, you know, whatever, because yeah. people are coming out after their point and they're hungry. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. So we're very hopeful. CBS has, has purchased and, and recently in the last couple of years purchased a property near that site, um, which was a blighted site, which downtown Lock Haven helped to, we helped to drive that investment. Mm -hmm. um, we became public in our desire to see that blighted property improved. And as a result, someone stepped forward and began to get the property owner to talk to CBS because there had been repeated but unsuccessful attempts to purchase the property until, and yeah, we'll take credit for that. We did stuff in the paper. We, 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 uh, we, took, we actually voted on, on positions to, to, we sent a letter to the owners of the property. We will help you in any way we can. And we don't take full credit for it, but we, we take some credit for seeing that happen. That's our job, right? We're, we're also a political 
to some extent, we're a political body because we represent the merchants. Mm-hmm. So the competition between the two is is very helpful. It improves the quality of life here through the through improving the quality of the health care that we get. And I can tell you, it's it's night and day now. UPMC's investment here um, is only going to ramp up, and um, they've been a wonderful presence. Consi- com- com- you know what we had was a for-profit model. Yeah. We had a for-profit model here, and it was a it was a revolving door up there. I personally know people that were just let go for no stupid, you know, no reason at all. It was terrible. They had a terrible, I can say this because I'm mad at them. They were, they were, um, they were tough and they were, they weren't reasonable. So, but we're, we're all happy with the nonprofit being here and Geisinger also. So, you know, yeah, we, <clears throat> we would love to be able to engage First Quality as one of our direct funding partners. That's one of our, one of my, my goals to get that where even if it's just a one-time allocation to mm-hmm. us, as we try to improve the community where they do business. So yeah, those are good points to bring up. River Valley Transit is also Let me check my meter. Strive, they have come into this model like we didn't have that. We're in a year lease right now, at least a year term to see how we're doing. But um, they are First Quality is a major reason that River Valley Transit came into the area and decided to do bus services because of the workers coming from, you know, different places in Lock Haven and even, you know, further. So they were one of the people who strived to get River Valley Transit here, and that's why we have a bus system in place now. So I think that they have been doing, helping the community at least a little bit to, you know, make it a better place. Can you speak a little bit about your involvement? Because you were recently hired, but did you do internships with it? Or what? what's your background? Okay. <laughs> Where do you come from? You went to Lock Haven. Yeah, so I just graduated yeah. from Lock Haven. Um, before that, I interned at Center Region Parks and Recreation in okay. State College. Um, and that's where like my love for the community grew. Like I knew that I wanted to be in a community organization. Um, prior, I had worked at all nonprofit camps as a director and a counselor so I've never worked in like the commercial sector so getting this job was like a great thing for me because I knew I wanted to work with the community in a nonprofit mm-hmm. sector so this was great um, so I've been as Bob said working a lot with the community the the businesses here I've you know been introducing myself to them and, and really getting acclimated on how we can be helping them and you know we have some great events coming up like the hometown hero ceremony and that's going to be august 3rd and then we have the best of clinton county which is a parade and um we also bring in vendors and stuff for that so these are opportunities that we're bringing you know hopefully people into the community for our businesses to help them grow we've got to continue to look for more funding opportunities to, to continue to build capacity human capacity to um project strength and and um, come up with, um, you know, initiatives that, that drive private investment. And, and, you know, it's like community and economic development. Mm-hmm. The community yeah. part of it are the parades and the ceremonies and the concerts. Economic development is, you know, projecting strength. And, hey, they've got a pretty good business or merchants group there, and they're active. They're, you know, they, they lobby, and they, they do things to try to help business. Yeah. And, um, and then that might result in a couple of guys from Florida buying the Fallon Hotel, yeah. which just happened. <laughs> yeah. SBDC being here is also, like, really oh, yeah. great because, like, just the other day, someone came in to buy a membership, and they were a new business owner, but 
And being a new business owner in Lockheaven, you can use SVDC services for free. And that's like a great, you know, opportunity for them because then, you know, they can talk about like ideas for the store and such and, and that's all free to them. And just the other day we had someone come in that bought a membership and had no idea SVDC was here for them. So we were able to make that connection for mm -hmm. them so that hopefully they will be here for longer to come because of those kind of things. Yeah, we're harnessing that collaboration as, yeah. as a means of, like I mentioned, to to um, you know to help businesses. It's tough out there, mm -hmm. um, but as I see things in my world with the two newspapers, and just you know regionally and and even nationally, is that as the malls decline, mm -hmm. downtowns become more of a center for commerce, like they used to be. It's kind of like, you know, things come around in full, full circle. We're kind of seeing that. Yeah. And so, you know, that's my cue. I got to go. But, you know, that's that's perhaps a good way to sort of at least end my part of this, and that is that we, yeah. I'm, I'm banking on that. And um, I'm also trying to project that in commentary and newspaper stories. Um, I think that that's, it's real now, you know. The one thing that we need to also always keep in mind, I think, too, is that what we need more of in downtown are, are apartments, yeah. housing. Because then if you, you have more people downtown, they're going to use the downtown yeah. services. Um, we, we need, you know, we have old building stock here. That's part of that private investment. We need people to buy the buildings, keep them up to date, rehab them, and we've seen some of that. You know, that's important because we have old building stock here. Yeah. You know, um, where was I? I was just in Wellsboro. Mm -hmm. And um, of course there, you know, their forefathers, wide streets, wide sidewalks, they have multiple, they have outdoor cafes, outdoor sales. We have a, you know, we build a, we've done some streetscape here, but boy, I wish these buildings were back a little bit. Yeah. We could have dining outside. I wish there were some buildings that had, that sat back, we could make a cafe in the front. Yeah. And those are, those are things that we have that are our vision. We just have to find the people with money who are willing to invest in a small college town that has great promise. Yeah. I have to go. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Please keep in touch with us. Let us know how it went. Send us a copy of your piece. Yes. We can yeah. gain some knowledge yeah. from your insight or your analysis. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. I'll be in contact. So what are some projects that you're working on now that within like the next year you're hopeful for? and? Um, then do you have any like long-term goals that people are kind of saying like once we get this we'll yeah um, so right now my main focus has been on like our banner sales like yeah like Bob said um, we we really are in we're making our money to stay sustainable for ourselves like we're not yes we do get revenue from like the college and stuff like that like but um it's it's a lot of funding from ourselves so right now that is our main goal to become a more sustainable place where we don't you know and we're also looking into um, like Tom who is the SBDC man um, who works here he and I have been you know collaborating you know talking about businesses that could benefit in our town but we could also benefit from them like as you see downtown there's no clothing store there you know we have thrift stores and stuff but there's no like new clothing stores like a yeah. boutique or something those are kind of things that me and Tom have been talking about and looking into meeting those people who maybe would bring that kind of thing here because those are things that we think that would would benefit in the community from people like you know um, you'd rather go and try on something sometimes rather than buy it online. Yeah. 
and a lot of college students since I just graduated I know have complained like where do I go and buy a pair of shoes that's not the thrift store or you know and you know we have label shopper up there but it's not it's not everything that everybody wants you know what I mean so adding a clothing store in or something that would sell clothing items and shoes possibly because that's just things we need yeah but so really looking into what our area could use I know that we're we're trying to do those kind of things right now and like hoping to meet with these people who can establish businesses here so that we can be bringing in things like that like I don't know lots of things that we could benefit from that we don't already have because we do have a nicer downtown than a lot of places do nowadays yes. but um we could just benefit from a lot more and tom being the small business development center he really has a lot of ideas for stores that could go in here so i know he's been looking into that much longer than i've been here so yeah i remember because i went to lock haven christian school right okay church in vesper um and i just grew up walking around a little bit yeah. um my mom worked at the y for a while too so you know wander around the yeah. neighborhood and like there used to be a shoe store but then there also used to be more empty storefronts and then you also see kind of the changeover of what people are looking to buy in person yeah is really happening so some shops i feel are more so going to phase out but it's just what is going to replace them and who is going to support those shops but i i feel like the university is a huge driving factor into the area yeah, yeah because though it's it's more months here with the college students here than it is away from here yeah. so the, they're bringing like a lot of things that's why the fallon was bought already because yeah. that was a giant establishment that made money here because that's what the college students wanted slash needed yeah. like there isn't another i mean some of the other establishments similar to it do have dance floors but i know that the dance floor is something big to the community that's what they wanted yeah. so that's that's why it was important and a lot of people have been sharing that that our college students you know excited that that's coming back to the town because it has been gone for about two years now so a lot of people are excited to see those kind of things coming that they do want and um I know that sometimes the university does do polls about like what kind of establishment Mm -hmm. would you like to see here and I feel like those could be very helpful to us to see like Oh, they want a new hair salon. I know we have a lot of hair salons. That's just an example. But, you know, or, you know, we want an icy place or something like an ice cream store that's closer than going all the way, you know, somewhere else. I know that we have businesses now that are selling ice cream in town, but something, something that they want that could be useful. And I know some of the stores, yeah, like you said, are probably going to phase out because of the Internet. But we're hoping to bring things that can sustain here in yeah. Lock Haven for many years because that's that's our hope to make the downtown great so we can bring people into the area. And we we work a lot of a lot with the economic partnership because of that because you know we want people to come into this area to make sure that we're getting um, the businesses what they need for that. Yeah, and I feel as though our generation purchases experiences a lot more 
than things, but certain things you want to be able to go and touch and try on and be able to return short term. But just having like a walkable downtown, having residences within town, having experiences where you can go out and have a few beers and get home safely. Yeah. Unlike when you have to like go all the way to Williamsport to do something that's out and about Mm -hmm. or state college. Um, And because so much of this region is dependent on driving, having a downtown where you can walk is awesome. Yeah. That's what like right now, a lot of people go to Walmart for a lot of things. And that's hard, especially because when I was in college, they were only running the trolley to Walmart once. So if, if you you needed to go to Walmart and you missed that trolley, you missed that. So maybe you can come into downtown and find some of the same items. But um, What strengths do you see in the area that are helping downtown Lock Haven grow? The people, like the involvement of the people, um, I see that because here there are so many people in different boards, like I'm because of this position I'm on a couple boards like the economic partnership the tourism board for that and such um so like people wanting to make a change like a lot of my board members are great like they'll come in and you know help me with doing stuff like I wasn't expecting that I was expecting you know you do this and then leave because you just don't see that where a lot of them are like I'll take the initiative I'll do that so the people are have been really helpful like they really want to see a change here and I knew I know that um when I was in my interview I said that I loved Lock Haven because I didn't want to leave um I I was you know graduating college and I thought I was going home and I really wanted to stay in this area because I know that these people like really feel the connection to this area and they love it and I'm from somewhere that is like slightly looked um poorly upon okay I'm from Sunbury Okay. I feel like I don't know any stereotypes about Sunbury. Not, like, stereotypes, but, you know, you just meet people and they're always like, oh, Sunbury, you know? That kind of thing. And, yes, that does happen here sometimes, but I feel like a lot more of the people who live here are just like, this is a great place. Yes, sometimes there are negative stigmatisms because of whatever, but that's going to be everywhere. But the people here really like that are involved in the community they're trying to help like they're not you know oh this place sucks they're no this is a great place I want to get the most of you know make this the most for people to come because it is a great area we have we're going to be having the the boat dock soon where you can pull up your boat park come in and eat or come and explore something like that what other areas can you do that in? Not very many. Yeah. And that's just great because having these visions, like, they do, have just been changing a lot of things. Like, yeah. having visions for buildings. Like, oh, I think, you know, that store across the street would be great for this. And then helping the businesses to understand that. Like he said with the CBS, I didn't even, I didn't realize that. But that's great. Like, you see something and you're like, wow, these people could benefit from this being here. Why don't you move your store here? So I think a lot of it's the people. Yeah, that's great. Um, Would you say that more students from Lock Haven are staying in the area? Or what what did you kind of see with your class? 
A lot of them did end up leaving. Um, okay. I do know some people who stayed for now. But the, the college is bringing in new students every year, so not yeah. everyone is going yeah. to stay. You know what I mean? But I think that the experience that Lock Haven is providing for people is, is different because it's smaller. It's a smaller community, and a lot mm-hmm. of people really enjoy it. Yes, Lock Haven does have, like, a higher rate of people going home, like, on the weekends or stuff. Um, but a lot of people don't choose to do that, and they stay here. Like, I, I'm only from an hour away, and I chose to stay up here most of the time because I wanted this to be a different experience for me. I wanted to get the most out of it, and I did that by, like, involving myself in the community, doing my community service hours, meeting people within the community, going shopping, you know, stuff like that, just to make myself more involved. And I think to get sometimes a good college experience, you kind of have to do that. You have to like where you are because if you don't, yeah. it's not going to do anything for you. You And you want to be involved in the community so you're understanding what's going on in the area of where you're residing for four years pretty much. Yeah. Would you say that the campus – is fairly well integrated with the town because I so I went to Brandeis University up near Boston and its campus is like a little bit removed from the downtown area and there are shuttles and stuff that run but if it's like a mile walk you're probably not gonna go yeah so like our experience I would say for a lot of me and my classmates was more insular and some a lot of people did stay like within the greater Boston area and got got jobs in Boston after graduating but you didn't have the same like relationship with the town because of the way that campus was structured I think that's a lot dependent on the student like if you want to stay on campus you're gonna do that because you can order food to your dorm but I feel like a lot more I don't know. I feel like a lot more students have been traveling downtown. I've I've seen people I know on the streets walk past this office a bunch of times throughout my just one month of being here. So I feel like I would say it's more integrated than most, especially with the East Campus being right in Lockheed. Like, it's not separate. It's right by people's houses. Yep. You know, a lot of, yes, a lot of college students do live in that area, but it's also resided by many other people. The Ross Library, which is the town's library, is right there, too. So it's like they don't have to be separated at all because they're right there in, you know, in town. And our trolleys do bring Mm -hmm. people downtown also, Mm -hmm. uh, as well to Walmart and other places. But they have plenty of opportunities to intermingle with the downtown and get involved so I think that it's mostly a choice right now if they don't want to be involved in the community they're not going to be and some people don't so yeah what challenges do you see in the region whether that's like economic or political or just like geographic being far away from other places yeah. Yeah. No worries. Um, so right now, a lot of the problem is is bringing people here, wanting them to be here. Like, yes, Lock Haven is a great town, but like you said, we have problems, negative stigmatism towards our schools currently, and that could be a driving factor as to why sometimes people aren't coming here and maybe choosing to live in Williamsport and commute. So. Um, making sure that our relationships are all great and, you know, we're showing 
people who want to come here like we are a community we're working together to make this a better place and you know actually doing it making sure that you know there isn't litter all over the sidewalk so when people come down they're like wow this place doesn't even clean that kind of thing like making sure that outsiders perspective is also positive because sometimes I think it's negative and we need to make sure that we're promoting how much we care about this town to everyone else just as much as we're promoting it to ourselves like you know having all these people come to my meetings I, I know that they're in love with this town or they wouldn't be doing this but making sure that they're showing that also like we have things that other places don't have that people definitely are coming here for and you know like you said a lot of it could be experienced because we have great beautiful views around us you know yeah we have bald eagle state park right by us and everything so people are coming in for those reasons just getting them to maybe stay you know and come downtown and view our businesses and see what we really do here maybe that could be a, a better push like oh come into downtown or come into Lockheed. yeah how do you feel the dike and the regatta and just the waterfront access aspect of town and how does that kind of feed into the main street do you feel like there is much foot traffic between where people I feel flow? like once that boat dock yeah. that I was talking about is finished yes that will be a much better like relationship yes the regatta brings people in but I feel like they're more here for the main part of the regatta okay so maybe getting them to come into town more would be yeah. better like I don't know just just making making them aware that oh this isn't yeah. the only places you could eat or this isn't the only places you could shop maybe come down and I think that's why we, we do best of Clinton County to really showcase what we are and we bring a lot of people for that like we have vendors we have a parade um, we have kids activities that are sponsored by UPMC and other places so, like, just showing them, like, hey, we're also here. You don't need to just do those things. And, yeah, the regatta's great. That's, you know, everybody looks forward to it. But yeah. really showcasing other events, too, that aren't just about the riverfront, but more about yeah. everything else in the town that we're trying to promote. So, yeah, yeah I think the river, that's okay, that was just my paper. Okay. Um <laughs> The, I think that the river, especially when the dock is done, is going to do great things. It And, yeah, it's beautiful. Like, I, yeah. I like to take walks on the dike. I'm sure other people do, too. Yeah. Um, and your dike is, like, in a much better place than a lot. Like, some places, like, Sunbear has a dike, but it's a, in the back, like, by a creek. That's along the Susquehanna River. Like, mm -hmm. that's a great place. Like, it's a beautiful view. That's why we hang our banners there, you know because a lot of people use the dike it's just it's nice for running and you know walks and everything else so I feel like I feel like it's a good showcase for us um I don't know if I would say that the regatta brought people okay to us I don't know about that um do you still have the concert series the summer concert series yes that is run by um the city of Lock Haven. Okay. Um, 
so we're kind of separate like this is a non-profit yeah. and then that's the city so the woman who used to work here casey campbell she is actually actually in charge of that now um so they they got a rec a recreation professional in there so it's the director of community life and she is taking over that in the summer camps and really amping up what we're we're offering to our residents to make sure like you know it's a better quality of life here because the experience means a lot to people and making sure that we are you know having the the summer concert series great we also have movies outside okay yeah so like the movie series is going to be cool too because that's bringing you know that's a free movie for everybody to watch and it's bringing people into the the downtown into lock haven so those things yeah are still going on and hopefully will bring at least some people to lock haven yeah because i grew up up the mountain went to jersey shore school but we came to lock haven for a lot of social community things because you guys have more going on um and it's it's really nice yeah like they have the the summer camps i didn't know those were a thing but they're they're striving you know getting kids to those camps and making sure that their quality of life in the summer is good will keep those those people here you know they're gonna have a tie to this community too so i think that that's great and i'm glad that we expanded that to a a full-time position to make sure that the quality of life is 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 better for the residents so that in turn we will hopefully especially with this plant um opening that bob was talking about at first quality with that opening it's gonna it's going to provide more people to be able to come here and live. We want them to choose to live here because we're providing all, you know, we have great services here. We don't want them to work here and live in Williamsport. You know, we want them to come here and reside. Not that Williamsport's a bad place. We just want, we just want them to come here because this is, you know, this is the area that they're working in. So why would they not? Why would you want to commute? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I commuted to state college every day when I worked there and, I hated commuting. I loved the job, but yeah. I hated commuting. It was my least favorite part yeah. every day. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I live down in Philadelphia now, and I feel like there... Um, I, I was up in Boston for a number of years, and comparing the two, Philadelphia does a much better job of integrating stores with residential areas, and it's less of an issue in small towns when like you are within a few blocks of the main drag no matter where you are but that just forms so much better of a feel than when you have the little section the square where everything is and then residences because you can walk between places while you're going to and from work or while you're going to and from the store or dinner or whatever and there's a much higher chance of just running into something that you didn't notice before yeah and that you may end up loving (laughs) yeah and i i our main street is is pretty like our downtown is pretty like it, it runs pretty far yeah i you know i thought maybe it was just like this main street here it is not so um that's awesome too that we're you know we're not just promoting for people to be right here you know we're promoting them to just come to lock haven be part of this community you know so
This concludes our episode with Downtown Lock Haven Incorporated. It was really great talking to Bob and Sam about the organization and to get their perspective on Lock Haven's future direction. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please subscribe for future episodes and find us on Facebook at Along a River in the Wilds or on Instagram at River in the Wilds. Feel free to message us with any questions or comments. Additionally, this week, we would like to promote the upcoming Ross Library Haunted Tour. Join Lou Bernard on Friday, October 25th and Saturday, October 26th at 7 p.m. each night with the second late night tour on Saturday at 11 for an hour-long tour that includes some of the haunting and scary stories of Lock Haven. The tour costs $4 and proceeds will benefit the Ross Library. You can find more details on Facebook at Ross Library Adult Services. And stay tuned for next week's episode with Lou. For more podcasts like this, check out The Homecomers or any of the Strongtown Network shows, including Strongtowns, It's the Little Things, or Upzoned. Given that it is October, if anyone wants small town spooky fiction, I have recently been binging the show Unwell, a Midwestern gothic mystery, which is set in Ohio. It reminds me of radio dramas that our family would listen to during long winter evenings growing up, with sound effects and everything. So check it out if you would like some seasonal fiction. I would also like to thank the Jefferson Humanities Department and Scholarly Inquiry Track, including Megan Buller, for supporting this work creatively, as well as my advisors, Dr. Rabinowitz and Dr. Motley. All views expressed in this show are my own and do not represent my university or any other organization.